0: Hey, we're Annie Jennifer Smith with Marriage After God. Helping you cultivate an extraordinary marriage. And it's time to say yes to God. (laughs) Welcome to the Marriage After God podcast, where we believe that marriage was meant for more than just happily ever after.
1: I'm Jennifer, also known as Unveiled Wife.
0: And I'm Aaron, also known as Husband Revolution.
1: We have been married for over a decade.
0: And so far, we have four young children.
1: We have been doing marriage ministry online for over seven years through blogging and social media.
0: With the desire to inspire couples to keep God at the center of their marriage, encouraging them to walk in faith every day.
1: We believe that Christian marriage should be an extraordinary one, full of life, love, and
0: power that can only be found by chasing after God. Together. Thank you for joining us in this journey as we chase boldly after God's will for our life together.
1: This is Marriage After God. Well, it feels good to be back. And when I say back, everyone listening is probably saying, but you've been here, except that we've been doing a really cool interview series for the Marriage After God book. Um, But now that that is done, we are continuing on in our normal Kind of broadcast podcast broadcast way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, first of all, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who uh, just willingly shared their stories throughout uh, the the series. That was really incredible, and we hope that it impacted you guys.
0: Yeah, and I'd actually love if uh, anyone's on social media if they could post their favorite episode from the series, their favorite interview, uh, in Instagram or Facebook, and tag at Marriage After God. I think that'd be really awesome because I'd love to know what everyone's favorite episode was.
1: Great. Yeah. And for everyone listening, uh just to know what to expect from here on out, we are back to our normal programming. Yeah. So, we're <laughs> excited about that and I hope that you guys are too.
0: And so today we want to encourage you. Uh we we said this idea of it's time to say yes to God and the whole 16 episode podcast series on Marriage After God, on the Marriage After God book, which by the way, is now available everywhere books are sold as of yesterday.
1: Yeah, we, we're celebrating today. We're celebrating that the book is finally released out into the world. You can get your copy wherever books are sold.
0: We've been working on this book for well over a year. And it's been a, not just a labor of love. It's been our way of saying yes to God. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has just been the product and the fruit of our obedience. We believe that God had put this on our heart. We, we, he walked us through it. He, he taught us we've been chasing this way of life since we were married, not perfectly, albeit, but God has been drawing us closer and closer to him mm-hmm. and, and saying, I want your marriage to be about me. I want your life to be about me. I want your resources to be about me. I want your skills and talents to be about me. Mm-hmm. And that's where this book came from. It was just a bunch of series of yeses to God that build up over time. And it, this is just another one of those.
1: Which I want to encourage everyone listening, because I think it's important to note that saying yes to God is not always easy. There will be some yeses that you give to God that was like, oh yeah, that, totally. That's clear. Good.
0: That was a clear yes, yeah. easy, super awesome. And
1: maybe even the walking out of that yes is easy. Then there will be times that saying yes to God will be a challenge to your heart and flesh. It will be a difficult road to stay committed to, but to God be the glory when you can do that, when you choose mm. to say yes to him and to walk it out faithfully. And this was a really difficult yes for us. Uh, logistically, just being pouring everything that we had into this book um, it wasn't an easy thing, but mm-hmm. oh my goodness, it was a worthy thing. And we are celebrating today that that we did it. So yeah. Aaron, I just want to say thank you for leading us in this Yes to God. And I want to say thank you for um, just everything you did to make this happen.
0: Well, and ditto because this was not an easy task for either of us. And we don't want to just talk about us today, even though uh, we're excited about the book being out and we'd love for you to get a copy of it if you haven't already. Uh, We want to talk about your marriage Mm -hmm. and how God desires you to say yes to what he's doing. Mm -hmm. And the reason we want to talk about this is the reason we wrote the book is we've, we've talked to many couples over the years. We've talked to many Christians over the years that don't believe that they have any part in what's going on in, in God's kingdom, of building his kingdom, of ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this idea that ministry is something that's afar off, that doing something great for God can only happen if you have the right credentials. Um,
1: Sometimes we pass the responsibility like, well, so-and-so is better at that thing, so we'll, I'll just let them take care of it. And right. you kind of just slip out of that, that obligation, which we all, as mm-hmm. being a part of the body of Christ, we have an obligation to serve the body, and to be a light in this world.
0: Yeah, imagine if all of the people that have written books just in that category thought to themselves, no, this book had already been written before. This idea already exists, this concept. We wouldn't have many of the books we have today. Mm-hmm. And many of those books, even though that they might be similar, to, to be honest, all truth is from God. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we're coming up with anything actually new, as, as um, Solomon says in Ecclesiastes. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's those yeses to God that they get, what he wants done done in the sphere of influence where he wants that to be to influence and the, the people that he wants to touch and the, and the lives he wants to change. And, and so again, this is not about us and our story. We're, we're hoping that our our story will help you see your story Mm -hmm. and how God wants you to say yes to him and why it's so important. So necessary that your marriage, that you as as a Christian husband and wife say yes to God and what he has for you. Because me and Jennifer can't do what God has for you to do.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, Your neighbor can't do what God has for you to do. Your pastor can't do what God has for you to do. There there is no substitution for you is another way to put it. Mm -hmm. And so we want to read some scripture to you to encourage you. And it's, uh, it's from the Old Testament. And it's from a time just before the tabernacle was built. And it's actually about the building of the tabernacle. And we're, I'm going to read it. It's a lot of scripture, but you know what? We love the word of God. So we're going to read it. And then we're going to talk about it and how it applies to you, because you're probably wondering, how does the building of the tabernacle apply to me? Oh,
1: <laughs> so, it does.
0: <laughs> so I'm going to read that and then we're going to talk about it. It's, it's in Exodus, because you should have your Bibles with you. Unless you you're don't.
1: listening to this on the road, which is oh, okay, that's, a good, that's because a good point. faith comes by hearing. Yeah,
0: there you go. <laughs> if you're driving, don't grab your Bible and read while you're driving. <laughs> read it later. But anyways, I'm going to read it for you. Uh, Exodus 35, verse, starting in verse 4. Moses said to all the congregation of the people of Israel, This is the thing that the Lord has commanded. Take from among you a contribution to the Lord. Whoever is of a generous heart, let him bring the Lord's contribution gold, silver, and bronze, blue and purple and scarlet yarns, and fine twine linen, goat's hair, tanned ram skins and goat skins, acacia wood, oil for the lamp, spices for the anointing oil, and the fragrant incense, and onyx stones and stones for setting, for the ephod and, the, and for the breastpiece. Let every skillful, skillful craftsman among you come and make all that the Lord has commanded. The tabernacle, its tents and its covering, its hooks and its frames, its bars, its pillars and its bases, the ark with its poles, the mercy seat and the veil of the screen, the table with its poles and its utensils and the bread of the presence, the lampstands also for the light with its utensils and, the, and its lamps, the oil for the light, and the altar of incense, with its poles and the anointing oil and the fragrant incense and the screen for the door at the door of the tabernacle, the altar of burnt offering with its great with, with its grating of bronze, its poles and all its utensils, the basin and its stands, the hangings of the court, its pillars and its bases and the screens of the gate of the court, the pegs of the tabernacle and the pegs of the court and their cords, the finely worked garments for ministering in the holy place, the holy garments for Aaron and the priests, the priest and the garments of of his sons for their services, priests.
1: Wow. Okay, so a couple things stand out to me about everything that you're you're reading about. Um, the first one is that there's no details left unmentioned. I feel like this is a really descriptive.
0: There's a lot <laughs>
1: uh, piece of scripture, um, but also that you know he's mentioning resources, resources, and for anyone who has been digging into marriage after God, that's one of the things we mention that's in their tool belt that every marriage has. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I just hope that people are starting to correlate and understand why we wanted to draw out this message today.
0: And the other amazing thing is that this sounds like a lot of things, but they're building one thing. Mm -hmm. So not everyone could do all of it at all. They actually needed many, many skilled craftsmen. They needed many, Uh, resources and elements. They needed bakers and they needed construction workers and they needed uh, skilled, fine, you know, uh, weavers and, uh, you know, seamstresses and all sorts of things, jewelers. And just to make one thing Mm -hmm. that did one thing. And so I'm going to keep reading. Then all the congregation of the people of Israel departed from the presence of Moses and they came, everyone whose heart stirred him and everyone whose spirit moved him and brought the Lord's contribution to be used for the tent of meeting and, all, and for all of its service and for the holy garments. And so another thing I want to point out of this is, first of all, it starts off, this is a command of the Lord, but then it immediately goes in to for those who have a generous heart. Mm -hmm. So yes, it's a command of the Lord, but he's really talking to only those whose hearts stirred in them and who desired to generously participate Mm -hmm. in the building of the tabernacle. So it wasn't like, no, I don't care if you don't wanna be a part of this, you're going to do it. He said, I I only want people to give and to participate that have a heart to do it. Mm -hmm. And that's a pretty powerful thing. Because if we don't have a heart to do it, guess what's going to happen? We're not going to. God's not going to come and force us to do anything.
1: So with Moses presenting this command to the Lord, it was the responsibility of the people to then say, yes.
0: And it's also not just the responsibility. It was... They hear this and they, they think to themselves, I just think about the, the circumstance. They were just brought out of, of Egypt. They mm-hmm. were in slavery for 400 years. They are being taken care of by God with food and water. They've
1: been given everything. They've been given <laughs> everything
0: and they've been freed and made a people when they weren't a people. And I could have just imagine sitting there and, and Moses says, hey, we want to build this tabernacle and people saying, yes, anything, everything, take it all. Mm-hmm. And if you think about the, I want to just keep reading because it just gets so good. So they came, both men and women, all all who were of willing heart Brought brooches and earrings and signet rings and armlets, all sorts of gold objects. Every man dedicated an offering of gold to the Lord. And everyone who possessed blue or purple scarlet yarns or fine linens of goat hair or tanned ram skins or goat skins brought them. Everyone who could make a contribution of silver, of bronze, brought it as the Lord's contribution. And everyone who possessed acacia wood of any use in the work brought it. And every skillful woman spun with her hands and they all brought what they had spun in blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twine linen. All the women whose hearts stirred them. It just keeps repeating this. Hearts stirred, generous Mm -hmm. hearts, hearts stirred.
1: I love that it's speaking to men and women.
0: Mm -hmm. And the leaders brought onyx stones and stones to be set for the ephod and for the breast piece and the spices of oil for the light and for the anointing oil and for the fragrant incense. All the men and women, the people of Israel, Whose hearts, whose heart moved them to bring anything for the work that the Lord had commanded by Moses to be done, brought it as a free will offering to the Lord. So, uh, another few things I want to draw from this. Again, they're building one thing. They're building one thing, and they're bringing all of these things. And if you remember what happened just before this, they were brought out of Egypt. Because of the, the, the 10 plagues, God mightily brought them out of Egypt and saved them from the slavery and from the, and from the harshness of Egypt. And where did they get all of these things? It wasn't even theirs. God said, go ask your neighbor and they'll give you all of their gold and silver and necklaces and jewels and clothing. <laughs> so all the things that they're bringing as an free will offering that's stirred in their hearts to give to build God's tabernacle wasn't even theirs in the first place. They were given it by God because of what he did in Egypt. And so this is the story of us, not to over-spiritualize it, but that's exactly what this, this is a shadow. The things in the Old Testament are shadows and the things we learn in the New Testament are the substance that they referred to. So we're going to talk about in a second about this idea of the temple, the tabernacle and who we are in it. But I just want to invite you that God's inviting you. Yes, there's a command for us to go and do but he wants willing hearts. He wants stirred hearts. And so I pray that this is stirring your heart to say yes to God, that you would look at the life that you have, the marriage you have, the children you have, the home you have, the the wealth you have, the cars you have, whatever it is you have, the time, the skills, the resources that you would say, Lord, these are yours. Mm -hmm. And nothing I have is by my own doing, but it's because of you. And here you go, Lord, I, I freely, offer these things to you so that you can show us how you want us to use them for your kingdom, for your glory, for building your thing, not my thing. Mm-hmm. And so why don't you, um, babe, read First Peter and we'll, we'll tie this into the, the New Testament and how it applies to us.
1: Okay, so 1 Peter 2, 4 through 5 says, As you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God chosen and precious, you yourselves like living stones are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ.
0: We are that (laughs) building that the Old Testament talked about. We are now it. Mm -hmm. We are being built up into one thing, one people with one mission, with one mind, with one spirit, as the scriptures tell us. And so when we, with willing heart, say yes to God, and we say, Lord, all that we have is yours. Everything we are about is you. We want to be used for building your kingdom. And we we offer it to him. Then what happens? It gets built. (laughs) More stones get brought in which means more people Mm -hmm. get brought into the body. And uh, I I just, you know, in the Bible, it tells us in Romans and in a few other places that we are all of one body. Mm -hmm. So it uses this idea of a temple. It uses this idea of a body. Mm -hmm. It calls us the bride. There's all these pictures, but it's all one thing. It's not many things. It's one thing. So whether or not you had, like we were talking about earlier, oh, I, I'm not this pet great pastor. I can't speak. So I, I'm not, I must not be a part or I don't have this, you know, I don't, I can't go travel or I don't have enough money to do. Those are all things that other people are doing. And we need that. We want those people to operate in their giftings and talents and resources mm-hmm. for God. We want you to do what God has for you to do. We, we want you to say yes to God for what he wants you to say yes to God. It, back in Exodus, not everyone brought the same thing. Some people brought acacia wood. Some people brought uh, uh, gold. Some people bought purple and fine linen. Some people bought their skills to be able to weave those things that were brought into a beautiful garment for the priests or for the curtains in the tabernacle. So when we all say yes to God, when we all bring our free will offering of our life you know, as the Bible calls us, a living sacrifice, our our acceptable sacrifice to God. And we say, Lord, this is yours. You deserve it all anyway. Mm -hmm. You saved us with a mighty hand out of Egypt, or as we have in the New Testament, what it really meant was the world. You saved us from death. You've given us life. You deserve everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what it's about. Then what happens Is the thing that God wants built gets built, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and it gets built His way, to His specifications, and it's beautiful and it honors Him and it glorifies glorifies Him. And so that that's our encouragement to you, listening to this, is how can you say yes to God today?
1: And if they are, you know, inspired and stirred in their hearts to say yes to God, but now they're wondering, what am I saying yes to? Mm -hmm. What would you say to them?
0: Well, uh it starts in the word of God. They open the word of God and they say, "Lord, what is it you want from me? What is it you have for me?" And you and you, we become men and women of the word of God. Mm-hmm. You know as we we start off the book Marriage of God in chapter 1, we must be men and women of the word of God.
1: Mm-hmm. We have to we, know what it says. We have to know him.
0: We have to desire it. We can't just do this on our opinions. Mm-hmm. And our which is it, our opinions are so wishy-washy. <laughs> They're so weak. Mm-hmm. What's not weak is the strong word of God, which is powerful and mighty and cuts even through the bone and marrow. And it discerns the hearts of men and it transforms our minds. That, that's what the word of God does. And so it starts there. And the next thing is prayer. Like mm-hmm. say, okay, Lord, what is it? And we talk about in what chapters, uh, the inventory chapter? 11. Chapter 11. We, in chapter 11, we talk about take inventory. And what this is, is it's a practical process of saying, of looking at what God's given you. Because man, how many times do you, you look at your life and there's certain areas in your life and you might think to yourself like, oh, God gave me that. But that's the actually the truth. Mm-hmm. All of it. God, everything you have is because God gave it to you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You would have nothing if it wasn't for God. And so we look at Everything. And we take inventory of our life, and we say, "Lord, we don't own any of these things. We are stewarding them. How can we steward them for you?" And so I would say that that's just the next step.
1: So encouraging. I could just listen to you, well, all the time. Well, I do. You should marry me. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> um, well, we just hope that this encourages you guys, um, just in your own marriages. And we we wrote this book for you, and. We wanted to encourage you to get a copy if you haven't already, um, because we truly believe that it will make an impact in your marriage.
0: And I'll I'll just suggest that we wrote this book for God for, (laughs) for the yes that we said to him, but it's because God wants all of his children, all of his people to say yes to him, to walk in a manner worthy of the calling on our life, worthy of the salvation that we have, worthy of being freed, from Egypt, mm-hmm. you know, like the people of Israel. And so that, yes, we wrote it for them, but it's, we wrote it for God. Yeah.
1: yeah, Both. Um, so I also just in celebration for, you know, releasing this book today, uh, we wanted to encourage you guys with some of the feedback that we've received. So I was going to read, um, two different reviews that people sent in. One is from Christopher. It says, this book is a wealth of knowledge from a biblical marriage standpoint. Reading this book has begun to do a massive overhaul to our marriage, spiritually working together in oneness to portray the gospel in our marriage so others see. Serving each other and dying to self, loving and loving Christ. This book is a must read for all believing married couples. I love that. I love that so much. So encouraging. Um, And then one more by Callan. He says, the next one is from someone named Callan it says marriage after god is one of the best books on marriage that i've read yet. Aaron and Jennifer do a wonderful job of combining personal experience and scripture truth to paint a picture of the ultimate purpose of marriage to glorify god by serving as a testimony of his love, grace and mercy. This book helped my husband and me to see the truth that our marriage is our first ministry. A marriage after god is one where a husband and wife show the beauty of the gospel to one another first as individuals and then to everyone around them together as a couple
0: amen I and know, that's, our, so cool. that's exactly what the book's for mm-hmm. <laughs> and so our final encouragement say yes to god whatever it is he gives you to do as a couple
1: including living out his word faithfully
0: yeah <laughs> do it and my second encouragement is this would you would you just go pick up a copy of our book <laughs> tell
1: them where they could get it
0: marriageaftergod.com there's links to all the places. They can go to their local Hobby Lobby. They can go to their local Barnes and Noble. Um, but we we just we want this to be a catalyst for you. We wrote this book, for, as we said, for God, but it's for you. And our our prayer is that it just it it uh, sparks in you a fire to say yes to God. And so we just want to encourage you to do that. And we appreciate you following along on this journey with us and on this podcast. We love you. We're praying for your marriage and uh, I'm excited to see what God's going to do in and through all of these marriages that are listening.
1: So would you guys join us in prayer?
0: Father God, we love you and we thank you for every marriage that is listening to this podcast right now. Lord, I pray that you would pour your spirit out mightily and powerfully in their lives. I pray that they would know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you love them and that you desire to work through them and in them for your glory, Lord. I pray that they would say yes to you today. I pray that they would chase you boldly, that they would see their marriage as a powerful tool and a mighty hand, your hand, Lord. So Lord, I just pray for them. I love them. I pray that you protect them, that they would have eyes to see you and ears to hear you. And we just thank you for all that you're doing in and through us in Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. Thank you guys so much for joining us and we look forward to having you next week.
0: Did you enjoy today's show? If you did, it would mean the world to us if you could leave us a review on iTunes. Also, if you're interested, you can find many more encouraging stories and resources at marriageaftergod.com and let us help you cultivate an extraordinary marriage.